welcome to another one. I always say hello like that, don't I? I've just realized. I was thinking I, I work today. Exactly the same way. Um, you know, well, you know, it's rubbish, isn't it? Because if you click on, you don't know which episode you're watching. Anyway, I'm <laughs> rambling. Welcome to another uh, season preview. Uh, this one is uh, one of the big guns, one of the big six, Super League. No, <laughs> we won't talk about that. Uh, uh, we are we are previewing Man United. I forgot my words then. God, this this is. Have you plan, have you done an one. intro for this one as well? No, Do you I want to introduce me. Yeah. Uh, joining yeah. me for this one, as always, is my ever present podcasting partner, Alex. Save me, I'm floundering. Let's just get into it, shall we? Omar's back. Omar, the most <laughs> professional one out of the three of us. Save yeah. it, Omar. Go on. We're not going to do it. How are you doing, Omar? I'm not too bad, thanks, guys. How have you been? How have you been? What have you been up to? No, not a lot. Well, you just doing these really. How, how many a bit? Six minutes has it been since our last yeah. one? Like <laughs> Busy day. Busy yeah, day. you know. Definitely. So, um, so Omar, you are you are a writer for the Manchester Evening News, so you are well placed, well placed to talk about Man United. Um, what are your overriding thoughts? I um. I mean, for Manchester United fans, for Manchester United supporters, even going into the job that I will be going in, I think it's very exciting. Um, judged upon the summer transfer window, which has just been, I mean, if you ask most United fans, they would never have expected this. Part of them would have because of the, you know, the Glazer out movement. And they would have expected the Glazer family to, you know, in response to that, to kind of, um, give them what they wanted um, and they haven't disappointed I mean I, I'm I'm not one to kind of uh, speak in glory about the Glazers because I just think that w- what's happened at Manchester United is awful they don't deserve any credit whatsoever but I mean in terms of the so United went through a structural uh, change in the midway through last season how they recruited a, a football director called John Murto um, similar to what we see now at Chelsea, at Manchester City, with what they have in terms of their structure. And United have been criticised in the past for being slow in the transfer market, but this time around, they haven't disappointed. We'll get into it, but I think the sign of Rafael Varane is a a big game changer. Big game changer. Let's let's get into it now. Let's get into it now. Yeah, Um, Because we've, we've talked about it, 40 million, I know it's all to do with contracts and all this nonsense, but it, it, it does just, it, it on the face of it, it seems like a real bargain. 40 yeah. million for Varane, which sounds ridiculous saying 40 million pounds is a bargain for anything, but um, it, it really does seem like for, for a player who's been there and done it all, essentially. I think the actual overall, so United are playing 34 million pounds now, and then it's about 5 million pounds in add-ons. I mean, when you say it like that, for a four-time European champion and World Cup winner, he's won three La Liga titles and three Copa del Reyes. I mean, he's won everything. I think he's won about 18 trophies in 10 years at Real Madrid, which is just the most insane thing. It's like, crazy, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just can't believe he's coming to the Premier League. It's just going to be so exciting. Um, I think he... I think he may take a bit of time to adapt because to, due to the physicality of the Premier League. But on paper, I think Manchester United's defence now is up there with one of the best defences in the Premier League. And I think it instantly makes some title challenges for me. What strikes me though, actually. well, I was just going to talk about Varane quickly. Do you think he'll adapt? Well, the question I'm trying to ask is about Ramos. Like He's been so used to having Ramos next to him and that sort of, He's not been sort of 
Um, like had the attention on him because you know Ramos is the superstar. You know the, the defender, he's top top scoring defender and whatever. I don't know, but do yeah. you think that's going to play in his mind? Like be, coming to the Premier League, and I think he's going to be you know next to Harry Maguire, he will be seen as a superstar defender. I think one thing you've got to take into consideration here when you talk about Sergio Ramos is that. Rafael Varane was always inferior to Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos was the man at Real Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't do any wrong. And I think that really contributed to, you know, maybe his decision-making in one to the new challenge. Because I think if you come to Manchester United, if you're Rafael Varane, you're going to be the main centre-half, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and you're going to be the star man. And I think that opportunity to become the star man, to become the celebrity signing almost um, appealed to him. He wanted that challenge. And in 2011, when he was, when he was on course to sign him for Real Madrid, he was very close to signing for Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson as well. Um, and one of his idols has been Rio Ferdinand. So I think that desire has always been there. In terms of settling in, I think, I mean, Ruben Diaz done that from Benfica. Um, I know we can pick out loads of players that haven't settled in from the league, like Angel Di Maria, like Radamel Falcao. Um, but I just think Varane's got that certain personality, that men, that winning mentality to kind of push him forward in terms of his physicality and adjusting to the Premier League. And I think if you take it all into consideration how he will be the star man at Old Trafford, I just think he's going to absolutely thrive. I don't know about... I mean, what's your opinions on the Varane move? Yeah. Um, my, Fantastic move, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Fantastic so move. I think if he stays fit, because he's been known for his injuries. Um, but I, personally, I just think what United have been crying out for, particularly watching from a neutral point of view, is that 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 one next to Maguire. That, per, yeah. one per, that person next to Maguire, because, you know, you look, you look at Bailly, you look at Lindelof, I mean... They're all right, but they're not. They're not going to win the league. They. It's. It's. You know? I always think back to Vidic and Ferdinand, and now I feel like they've got a Vidic and a Ferdinand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this this United team now, I think they are. Well, you said earlier they they are challenging for a title. Yeah, I think yeah. for a long time they haven't been, but now they can properly say, right, we're going to knuckle down and we're going to get to a title this year. I think personally, this is the best squad on paper for any United squad since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. I agree. Totally uh, agree. I agree with you. I just think there's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done so well in terms of, you know, building up a plan from where he was three years ago when he took over the job. I think a lot of people discredit him sometimes because he doesn't have the same name as a Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola. Um, and rival fans are always banter um, about that. But I think you've got to give him a lot of credit, especially for finishing second against, well, running up against a fantastic Manchester City team last season. Um, I mean, as you touched upon there, it was a great point about the Maguire partnership, as we saw with Harry Maguire in the Euros, when you get a good centre-back partner next to him, he looks world-class, I'd say. Um, I just thought he was absolutely sensational in the Euros, Harry Maguire, when he came in. And I think him and Varane next to each other, with Luke Shaw as well, who had an unbelievable Euros. Um, Wambasaka, positionally, he still needs um, a bit of improvement, but he's sensational at tackling. Do you, do you not think being next to Varane would improve him? Def, well, def, I think if you put anybody next to Varane, yeah. they'll improve yeah. him. So, yeah, 100% agree with that. I think... The one concern at the moment for United, and this may change depending on how the rest of the window plays out, is that 
centre midfield pair. Yeah. Um, McFred, um, Scott McTominay and Fred, that is. Um, I really, I mean, I love Scott McTominay. I think he, I really like him. I think he's a brilliant midfielder, but I think he's more suited to that box-to-box role. And I think he's got a lot of attacking abilities inside of him that really need unlocking. I don't think he's an out-and-out number six. I don't think you can win a title with them two as your midfield partnership. I think if you're nice to get a central defensive midfielder in and then maybe try and get Paul Pogba to stay, then I think what you're seeing is kind of like something similar how in how Pogba starts for France in that midfield position. He has N'Golo Kante to support him in that midfield for France. If you get a decent CDM in there for United, I think you see the best of Paul Pogba, as we saw in the Euros. Mm. Um, Are we talking Declan Rice, maybe? I've heard that name. Uh, Declan Rice, if they can afford him. I, don't, I think he's being priced out of a move, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, the, the names that I've, I've seen, uh, I mean, from what I've heard, is um, uh, Kamavinga from Bren. He's a... Uh, He's, He'd be available for relatively cheap as well. Yeah, he's got one year left on his contract and they're saying he could be going for around 30 to 40 million euros, which I think personally could be an absolute steal yep. um, because he's he's 18 years of age. And from what I've seen of him, he, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. Um, he could be the new Pogba, the, the way I've seen him play. I think he's just brilliant. Um, Saul Naguez has been another name that has been floating about a bit. Uh, but I think a lot of... United recruiting in that midfield department is dependent on how many sales they can get, um, how many outgoings there can be. From what I've heard, I think Jesse, I think Solskjaer wants to keep Jesse Lingard in his plans. Um, but I just think you need to get rid of players such as Andreas Pereira, Diogo Dallo, um, Phil Jones. How is he still there? Yeah, I um, forgot Phil Jones. I- I was I totally forgot about him as well. But I was going to ask quickly, where does this leave Donny van der Beek? It's an interesting one with van der Beek. I think if Pogba leaves, United will get a CDM in, but I think van der Beek will have loads more opportunities. I think van der Beek has... I think the problem with van der Beek, right, is that when you're at Ajax, the training drill is all about tiki-taka, keeping the ball, keeping possession tight passes in between the channels, in between the lines as well, and picking up pockets of space. With United, the way that Solskjaer likes to play is fast attacking movement, wing play, pressing on the front foot. I think Donny van der Beek hasn't been used to that. And After a season, I mean, now he's had his season, you would hope that he may have adjusted a bit. But I think, I think he could... It depends if Solskjaer plays him as much as he could, because I still think there's a player in there, and I think it'd be deeply upsetting if he did leave in the summer. Um, and I still think there's a player in there, and he could surprise a few, but I think it's dependent on the Paul Pogba situation, to be honest with you. I feel like I he probably would have been more suited going to City yeah. myself. I think yeah. Pep Guardiola would have got the best out of Donny van der Beek pretty soon. I think yeah. it was the wrong move yeah. myself. No, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I think, I think one. I mean, as we saw with that Ajax side that reached the semi-finals, they had really fast wingers in David Neres and Hakim Ziyech. Mm. I think with the recruitment of Jaden Sancho, United have now got two out-and-out wingers in Rashford and Sancho, and I think that may actually help Van der Beek if he does actually play. Yeah. Um, uh, so. 
we'll have to see we'll have to see how much he plays to be honest with you but um yeah i i i i I just hope he i just hope he gets some game time but i think the sancho deal is um a game changer as well to be honest with you yeah i I was about to come on to that i'm excited i'm excited to see sancho in the premier league i really am i think he i think he's the phrase is used too much but i i honestly think he's generational i think his talent is unbelievable really and like i i couldn't believe he was still he's still 21 right yeah yeah i couldn't believe it i thought he was like 23 i think his his name has been mentioned like for a number of years like so you can see how good he's been at the top level yeah i think he's got about 137 goals and assists in about 143 games in the bundesliga which is just absolutely frightening absolutely frightening um i didn't see players like kai havertz rack up stats like that um in the bundesliga nor did i see timo Werner. i mean timo Werner scored loads of goals but to be a winger getting over 15 goals and over 15 assists every single well every single season he's been there i just think this guy could be special so mm-hmm. special um i think he may take a bit of time as as we've seen with loads of Bundesliga players, they do take a bit of time to adjust to the to the to the fast pace of the Premier League because the defense the defensive um, kind of performances in the Bundesliga are not up to scratch in my opinion. I just think yeah. some of the teams are just so open in there. Um, so I think he will take a bit of time, but at the same time, I mean he's he's just sensational. Every time I've seen him, he's just absolutely brilliant. Um, how do you guys see the the signing of Sancho playing out? Yeah, I, I think it's more, more the same. Yeah, I yeah. I think um I think it, it in the same way that uh Verandas it really it just transforms the team the way I look at the team as yeah. a neutral particularly the thing I worry about and this might worry you more as an Englishman is Mason Greenwood because he's been out on that right and I know he likes playing as an out and out striker doesn't he Yeah, but like I really like him on that right hand side I really like it um so I I do sort of worry a little bit. For that. Mm. Mm. Um, well, I think I think the thing at the moment with Greenwood, I mean, the signing of Sancho has helped in the sense that Rashford could be out until October with um, uh, sh- if he has his sh- shoulder surgery. Yeah, a lot of people have said, oh, it might be Martial on the left wing, or it might be, and it might be Sancho on the right. I think Oli will go for Sancho on the left because he's played on the left a lot for Dortmund, and I think he might go Greenwood on the right and then Cavani up top. Um, and also you've got to take into consideration that Edison Cavani is 34 years of age now. Last season, he didn't play every single game in the Premier League. He got injured a couple of times as well. And I think Greenwood, I think Oli knows that Greenwood wants to transition into that centre-forward role, but he thinks I think he knows to do it gradually because he's still young. He's still only about 19, 20. Um, uh, something I was thinking, like, you've got, you know, Gunnar Solskjaer, he was a striker himself, and he'll yeah, know that it... Based is there. If you have a player like Cavani in your team, you know Mason Greenwood's going to learn from benefit. Him. Yeah, exactly. You know he's going to benefit so much from a player like Cavani. So I think yeah. he does know what he's doing, and Cavani's not going to be there for you know a lot longer, is he? So no. it, it won't be too much too much time before Greenwood slots in. One, uh, one player you're forgetting, Omar, on the left. Good old uh, Deej. Deej. <laughs> Daniel James. James. Daniel James. I mean, what though? For all Ollie's, you, you mentioned it earlier, he gets criticism. I think Solskjaer has improved near to every single player in this United squad. Maguire has improved under him. Wan-Bissak yeah. has improved under him. Shaw has become world-class under him. Yeah. Um, 
Fred has even improved a little yeah. bit. I mean, yeah. marginally, but yeah. he have. Yeah. Um, Dan James has improved. McTominay, um, maybe not Martial, but Rashford, Green, Greenwood. I, I think he's improved players. And what more can you ask for from, from a manager? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, he's just signed a new free, free, free year deal with the option of extending it for another year. Um, but I don't necessarily think that matters because I, I think Oli realises, and I think a lot of the United supporters realise that he's under a bit of pressure in terms of needing a trophy this season. I think if he doesn't get a trophy this season, I think he will go um, because you can't wait four years at Manchester United without a trophy. Um, but certainly he's improved every single player. You touched upon Luke Shaw there. I think Luke Shaw's the best left-back in the world at the moment, to be yeah, honest with I you. Agree. Um uh, above Alfonso Davis, above Andy Robertson, based on form, only based on form. I think to categorise Luke Shaw in terms of better all-round ability than Robertson, I think Shaw needs to win a trophy as well, um, like Robertson, uh, like Robertson has, like Alfonso Davies has as well. But yeah, Solskjaer has improved every single United player in that squad, and absolute credit to him. I think. I mean, I, I want him to succeed like so badly. I just think if 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 you're wanting Solskjaer out, I just don't really think you understand the traditions of Manchester United Football Club, to be honest with you, in terms of wanting to give a manager time, going back to the longevity of Sir Alex Ferguson and Sir Matt Busby as well. Um, United like to give their managers time. And I think I think Oli has I mean Solskjaer has I mean, he's already shown signs that he's actually a pretty decent manager, better than what people take him for. I just think if he gets that trophy under his... Because I think you've also got to take into consideration as well that Jurgen Klopp lost the Europa League final before he won anything at Liverpool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Solskjaer follows that route. Um, I hope he does because I think he's a really good manager and he's a, and you can tell he's a nice bloke. Um, so I want him to succeed, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. But the totally. nice bloke comments interesting because me and Alex have said a couple of times we it's feel like United too nice. are too nice. Yeah, we feel like United as a team have been too nice. They've sort of lost the edge. But I feel like Varane coming in personally, I feel like that is gonna get throw that out the window. Even even Sancho, I feel like he's got a bit of bite to him as yeah, well. He's, he's like a winner he's, as well. Yeah, he's yeah. got the tenacity, which yeah, I think well, Manchester United have been missing over the last yeah. you know number of years since United um, since Sir Alex Ferguson left. That nice guy you know, um, narrative around Solskjaer. Part of it, I think, is a little bit false in the sense that he does have a bite to him. And I don't think he can be part of a Manchester United squad for so long if he didn't have a bit of bite, bite about you. Um, I mean, he was so successful as a player. I mean, he scored that goal in 99 to win it um, in the Champions League. He, he's won loads of Premier League titles. I think he's won an FA Cup. as Yeah, he has won an FA Cup as well um, and League Cup. So... I, I don't, I think that obviously, and he was also part of those dressing rooms that had the likes of, uh, you know, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, yeah. Gary Neville, winners. I think he knows what, he knows exactly what he's doing, Solskjaer. I just don't think, I think that nice personality is built upon too much because he's got brilliant man management skills and that's what his management is kind of centred around. Um, because if you see the squad harmony in United, most of it is pretty good. I mean, especially compared to what it was like under Jose Mourinho, it's um, a lot more calmer, a lot more chilled. And I think that's what a lot of people like about Solskjaer. And I think you can see that in his squad sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, so are you willing 
are you willing to put it on the line and say, in a word, are Man United going to win the league? No. 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 I think I think it might be another season. Yeah, I think it's um I think we're getting there. We're getting mm. there with Manchester United. I think I think they could do well in the Champions League this season. I don't know why. I've yeah. just got this yeah, funny I, feeling. I've got a feeling as well. I've just got a really real uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I've just got this really weird feeling that Manchester United are gonna do all right in the Champions League this season because obviously the narrative around Varan, the Champions Leagues. Um, and also, if I'm going to be a scepticist, I think the Champions League this year, the final's been held in Russia, and the last time United won 2008, yeah, it was in Moscow, yeah, in Moscow, yeah. So, I've just got that weird feeling that United are going to do well in the Champions League, but just fall short in the league. And then I feel like the season after this could be their year. I think it's, yeah, I was going to say a bit like Liverpool, but I think it's going to be quite interesting to see. Man United and Man City really put it against each other properly because for the last you know, goodness of so many years it's been City, 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 yeah. you know, Premier League. But it'd be really nice to see that proper Manchester derby like back when, you know, it was Van Persie was playing and Tevez and, yeah. you know, all them years ago, 10 years ago plus. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. what are your predictions for United this season? I More or less the same as you. I think they'll either win the FA Cup or the Champions League, potentially both. Yeah. Um, but you could just never tell with a cup, can you? Because, like, yeah. you know, they could draw, like, Lincoln in, like, the fourth round. and then I was going to say the same thing. Like, like you, you don't know, do you? The, the Cup's <laughs> a funny old thing. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think it will be, you know, obviously they'll get top four. I wouldn't want to say where, because I think Chelsea are going to have a good season this year. Yeah. City are obviously going to do well. I think Liverpool will do well. Yeah. Leicester as well, I think. I think they can have a good season. You know, the top four is so open. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't like to say, but I do see them, you know, slipping in there. I wouldn't yeah. like to say third or second. Yeah, either or for them. I think City will win it, but I yeah. would quite like to see them win the league, though. Yeah, Do you know so what? I I cannot stand. I was going to say I cannot stand Man United, and you know when I was younger, it was always United were winning this and that and the other. But just to take us back yeah. to yeah. the good old days, sake, yeah. I mean, it's been eight years, I think it has, since United last won a title, yeah. and I just I mean, you just remember your childhood, don't you? Is all yeah, exactly. United. Yeah, you, you was always United winning titles and. It'd be nice to feel a bit of nostalgia again. Um, just How sad that. is that? We're all we're all wanting United to win just for the sake of nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, our times have changed. I know, yeah. I know. Tell me about it. So, uh, if you could pick out one player as your player to watch this season, who would it be? I'm going to go Cavani. I think he's. I feel gonna... like he's got a big season in him as well. I think I he's feel got like... one more big, big season left. I feel like I think he's got a couple, but this is going to be the first one. Maybe next season will be the next one, and then he just starts like... to sort of. Yeah, I feel yeah. like because this is, I mean, this is his last year in his contract. Who knows if he's going to renew? I think he's going to absolutely thrive on being the main yeah. man, the centre forward, the number seven um, at Old Trafford, and. I just in think front of fans as well, don't forget yeah, that. in front of fans. And then you've got Bruno Fernandez, Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Marshall, Paul Pogba potentially feeding him creativity. I just think he's going to absolutely thrive in all of it. I just think he, yeah. he'll get I think he'll get over 15 goals this season at least. I fancy Cavani to do that as well because I feel like when he was brought in, everybody scoffed a little bit and went yeah why are they bringing him in like i know, was guilty of that yeah. i was oh, I, thought... I think i, I think yeah, we said yeah. on on the podcast at one point we we're like oh it's just gonna be like another yeah 
and a Falcao or whatever. Yeah. But um, I think he's going to thrive on the fact that like this season, all eyes are on him. Like he said, like everybody knows what he did last season. You know, he, he pulled it out of the bag, didn't he, when he when he played. And I think I think this season he, he's that type of player, isn't he? Who just he, I think he loves the attention and he, he love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, um, Sancho is probably my player to watch though. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he's got a big season in him. I just got. Yeah. I think Scott McTominay. To be honest with you, I think he's going to have a. Yeah. I think he will have a good season this year. I'd like to see him have a good season anyway. But we'll see. We will see. We yeah. will indeed. We will. And uh, that that brings us to the end of our Manchester United uh, season preview. Thank you, Omar. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for again. coming back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> third, third appearance now. Technically, this is, so oh, I feel famous. <laughs> you know, on like, you know, Soccer AM, where they give you the ball. Yeah, we'll send you, we'll send you a match ball when. Uh, or a mug, got, got a t-shirt. Or but, <laughs> yeah, <Patrick. laughs> but, uh, bag for life for any old nonsense. <laughs> Lovely. Um, do you want to have another opportunity to uh, tell tell anybody who's listening? To uh, where, where they can find you? Oh yeah, well you can find me on the perspective. Of the, yeah, well as I said in the previous one, I, th- I think that'll be continuing on for the second season. Hopefully, um, you can find me at perspective pod underscore, or you will probably find me on my Twitter at Garrick Omar. We'll be posting a lot of content from my from my job now um, at, at Reach PLC, the Manchester Avenue. So um, yeah, just find me on my Twitter and um, yeah, just follow me. And if you live up in Manchester, buy the paper, buy the Manchester Evening News. Yeah, yeah, buy buy a paper, buy, buy a, paper. a paper. Why not? Papers are struggling, and not many people are buying papers nowadays. So buy a paper, buy, we'll a paper. buy one. <laughs> that's that's the overriding message. Forget about your night, did just buy a paper. <laughs> buy a paper. <laughs> <Just> buy paper. <laughs> yeah, thank you once again, Omar. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Hopefully, I hope we'll have you back. If you yeah. come back, yeah, anyway, definitely come back. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening. We, 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 you know, we'll be back with another one. You know the drill by now. Uh, we'll see you soon. You know the fact I can't do. Uh, yeah, can't do we can't, can't do outdoors. We don't know who's coming. You know what yeah, we're trying to say. We just waffle Never. a bit, and then, uh, then I'll say, see you later. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your night. Ta-ra. Take.